tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. At the risk of sounding completely absurd as we begin the Ball Guys podcast, I'm going to say that this is the most hopeful, the most positive, the most optimistic I've felt about Vikings football in a long, long time. <laughs> you guys agree or disagree? Am I am I completely going off the rails? Am I drinking the purple Kool Aid or what? I'm with you. Good. Yeah, I'm feeling the vibes. I agree. Yeah, because where we were a few weeks ago, like ah, uh, you know, now there's there's like hope. Okay, a new coach, new blood, new GM. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like well, like we've made some positive hires. Uh, Mensa, maybe not my first choice for GM, but uh, I like the way the Harbaugh thing was handled. Now, it was just a week ago, you guys. It was right. a week ago we were sitting here going, God, it looks like Jim Harbaugh's leaving Michigan to come to the Vikings. Every media outlet was reporting it was what? Done deal, right? Right. It was his job to lose or whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, he lost it, all right. As as kind of kind of predicted here on on ball guys, if you want to roll it back from last week, uh, we were all in the uh, Kevin O'Connell corner, and uh, it turns out that's who got the nod. Uh, turns out Harbaugh came into town thinking he had the job all wrapped up, no prep. He hadn't even ironed his khakis. He just came rolling in. <laughs> I don't think he had brushed his teeth. Little little sweater, little morning dress <laughs> still, and he came waltzing in the door there at uh, Vikings Lakes there, and, and thought he had the gig. And the boy, the Vikings wanted to put him through through the hoops, and and uh, they wanted another eight ten hour interview, and he wasn't prepared, and uh, he he had to go back to Michigan with his tail between his legs. Yeah, and then then kind of you know backpedal all the entire time too so uh interesting how that all you know took place and shook out because i was like oh because he's in town okay and maybe they want him and then they're like well maybe not and then he he's, he says he turned down the job well don't know if that's true or not but well the, the do, you guys, do you guys think it was even ever offered to him i don't think so I don't either. No. I, I think I think that well the word is that he came believing he had the job and they yeah. they treated him just the same way they did everybody else. There mm-hmm. there was none of this name recognition with the Vikings front office. They wanted to hear what he had to say and from what I understand he was not prepared. No. No. Not in the least. Yeah, from from all reports you're right. He just he thought he was just going to be handed everything, and they were going to roll out the red carpet and put the crown on his head and <laughs> start start bowing and genuflecting to him, and and that just that didn't happen. They wanted a full on solid interview, and he wasn't prepared for that, and and he walked away not not getting the gig. And from all reports, when Kevin O'Connell, the uh, OC for the uh, Rams, who are in the Super Bowl this Sunday, you probably haven't heard anything about that. There's not a lot of publicity regarding the game uh, <laughs> uh o'connell blew him away with his interview and uh i i think now they can't it isn't official official 
They can't announce it till after Sunday, but uh, that's what got him the gig. He wowed him at the interview, and and he's the guy. He's the guy we talked about who we wanted, right? He right. checked the boxes: younger, offensive minded, uh, collaboration guy, guy who's going to think outside the box a little bit, thinks new today's football and not some fifty year old guy football, <laughs> right? Yeah, he checks the boxes. So and apparently very detail oriented and just a, a guy who brings energy, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. A positive energy positive. wherever he's been. I mean, that's every, everybody talks about. That's what Kirk Cousins and uh, Cook and Jefferson talked about. Oh, you know, by meeting him, and of course, Cousins actually played with him and coach. You know, he got coached by him, knew about his energy, and that's what they talked about. Like they're excited that he's coming. I think the excitement that he brought to the team is spilling over with fans, right? When you see when you see your superstars like Cook and Jefferson. And uh, even Kirk Cousins has been has stepped up and talked about how how great of a, a teammate, like that guy that works with you, like he's got that kind of an atmosphere, and they're excited. And I think the fans are now jumping on board, and there's going to be more excitement this year than we've had in at least a few years is when they go back to training camp. Yeah, I agree. Even if the uh, the outcome, I'm not expecting much for next year. I'm not between the Cousins situation. And our salary cap situation and some some big contracts coming up, some guys, you know, in, into free agency. I, I think next year could be the results wise, could be the same, maybe even a little worse than this year. But you give them a year or two to turn this thing around. I mean, my God, look what happened to the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. I mean, this can turn around fast, you guys. Yeah. I, I think. The key, if we're going to go and try and win right away, if you can extend, if you, they can figure out a way to extend Cousins and Hunter and free up some cap space, maybe you can win sooner than later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them trade Hunter. I, w- I would not be shocked to see that, right? I just think that... uh and I like him a lot, but he's injured a lot. And I just, I just think that there's a, there's an opportunity there to take advantage of somebody who could really, really cash in with him. Adam Schefter uh, said on ESPN last Sunday that the Vikings and Kirk Cousins will quote figure something out. In other words, Schefter believes that new head coach Kevin O'Connell wants to work with Cousins, who carries that huge. $45 million cap hit entering the final year of his contract with the Vikings in 2022. The uh, quote from Schefter during the Pro Bowl, Kevin O'Connell worked with Cousins in Washington. Cousins endorsed O'Connell for that job. One of the reasons Kevin kind of wants that job is because of Kirk Cousins. There's a relationship. Now, I'm not team Cousins, right? I would like to see him go. That would be my choice but if they can work something out with the cap i think we you guys are right we're in for a better season with kirk cousins on board a happy kirk cousins and by the way a kirk cousins who's going to want to show everybody look what i can do when i'm not being held back right. by the offensive coordinator and by the head coach you know he's going to want to you know he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder yeah i i and i think if you look at what he did with an aging Matthew Stafford, who is not necessarily very mobile himself, 
right? What he did with that offense with the Rams, he was like, I need the guy with an arm. And and Cousins, when he sets back in the pocket, he can pick you apart. He can There's not even a question about it. So I think, you know, I don't expect wonders this year, but I expect the Vikings to improve. And certainly it's going to be fun to watch. They're going to open the offense up. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I, I think you're right. I think he's got Kirk will have a, a chip on his shoulder. And his numbers were almost exact same as Aaron Rodgers. And when you look at the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, the only two that had less than 10 interceptions are Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. So takes care of the ball. Let's yeah. give him some extra time. Let's let's see what he can really do before we trade him off. Yeah, what can he do if we can keep him in the pocket? Because that's where he's comfortable. We all know that. He's yeah, not going to roll out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and when he's got time to throw the ball, he is. He's got a he's got an arm. He does, and he can sling it, and he can put it into some pretty tight spots, right? Um, and usually takes pretty good care of the ball. So let's get him that. Let's get him what we've been looking for for years, which is some protection. Let's look at what we can do to to minimize that cap hit for this year and put some good people around him. You know, it's the defense that needs more work than the offense, right, on this yeah. team? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So let's open that up. Let's see what we can do. Let's let's try scoring 45 points a game. <laughs> How much more would that be? Right. I, right. I would love to have heard the interview with with O'Connell when, when they asked him, what can you do to fix this offense? Because I'll bet he had all kinds of ideas. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, well, we're going to look at it when, when they start the season. But it's going to be a fun offense to watch. I mean, you have to admit, last year, every game, it was the same thing over and over yeah. and over. Yes. And, you know, when you look at what the Rams are doing, uh, you know, with, with their offense, those wide receivers aren't just out there catching passes. There's a real emphasis on blocking with that offense. So with, you know, giving uh, uh, Dalvin Cook a few extra blocks, how many yards can he get? Right. Right. And and you've got to credit him too with the with the year that uh, Cooper Cup had. Can you imagine what Justin yeah. Jefferson is thinking? Mm-hmm. He's got to be so high on life right now because you know he's going to use him. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, look, look what he did with Cooper Cup, and then and then that you're you're not even dealing with the amount of talent there. That Justin Jefferson just came right. to the league with as a rookie, so that's that that's just a whole f- box of fun we get to explore in the future with this guy as our head coach. How much different will be the post game press conferences too with Kevin O'Connell? I mean, it's going to be between night and day that first game when he steps up and the media questions him. It, it's right. going to be night and day from Zim. Oh God, I, I I can't even imagine what kind of a change that will be. How mm-hmm. welcome that will that be? For the press, right? To just be in that room with that kind of environment where he's he's so engaging, yeah. right? He loves to talk. And I think he's just it's gonna be a night and day difference. Yeah, especially the media, like instead instead of getting pissy little two word answers. Yes. You know, yes. Yeah. He so yeah, he was so bad at that. Like he just either he just he give you that look like he just wanted to kill you. Or <laughs> you give the one or two word answers. Uh, that that's so frustrating. He he's a real real knowledgeable guy. From from what I hear from the interview, he came in and he knew the Vikings roster, and he had a vision for it. He had a vision for going forward. Um, I I don't think Harbaugh brought any of that 
I thought Harbaugh was probably measuring for curtains in the office, and that was that was about it. But <laughs> O'Connell's a detailed guy, and I, I just I don't know. I just think it's going to be such a refreshing change, and and uh, I really look forward to it. I, I think you're right. I think Viking fans uh, as a whole are looking forward to this. Uh, somebody keeps playing out this night. Have you guys heard this? This nightmare scenario where, uh, how does it all go down? The, the Rams win the Super Bowl. Have you heard this? The Rams win the Super Bowl. Their head coach, uh, retires or quits. McVay, are you kidding me? No. And O'Connell gets bumped up to head coach and he stays there and doesn't come to Minnesota. I'm not. Why why is McVay going? He's how old? Not happening. No. He's not even 40 yet. No. What would he do? He's 36, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not going anywhere. Where would he go? It's a dream job. And you're in the Super Bowl already. You have have a quality team. I just... I don't know where this garbage comes from, but it's uh, it's unbelievable. Okay, so this is me. Last Sunday, I was having football withdrawals, and I remembered the Pro Bowl was on at two o'clock, and I thought, you know, you know, the Pro. I've I've been so anti Pro Bowl the past few. Years. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched a minute of it, and I don't know how many years. I'm like, it can't be that bad. I'm going to turn it on for a little while and just see who's <laughs> playing and see how the Vikes players are doing. Because it can't be as bad as I remember. And it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as I remember. It was a hundred times worse. <laughs> the Pro Bowl is such a dumpster fire. You guys, what do we what do we do? Because it, it it can't go on like this anymore. It's flag football. No, there's no, and that's changed remarkably. Somebody on Facebook had posted like the I don't know what what was it, the 07 Pro Bowl, and guys were Guys were lighting other guys up. It was intense, and we've gone a long way from that. It's unwatchable. So what do you do? Do you just get rid of it, or or if you were going to change it, how would you change it? Stop playing it. Stop yeah. playing it. It's got to stop. It's horrible. I, I'm with you. I, I I flipped on. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> there was nothing on. No, God. there wasn't. I, I flipped it on. I'm like, nope. You know, they were kind of barely jogging, right. and there was a – half-ass tackle i'm like nah i'm gonna go back cross-country olympic skiing was on i'm like i'd rather watch that they should just eliminate the game have a you know pro bowl selection thing you go here's who's here's the best this year whatever or at the very least maybe uh, you load it all up on madden and we watch a video game where they can actually (laughs) right you know because the the thing i agree with you just get rid of it because all of the all of the front office coaching the players their agents nobody nobody involved with that sports or sport wants them to get hurt or even risk any injury especially with looming free agency for a lot of them mm-hmm. and the upcoming year with new contracts there's just no way they're ever going to play that the same again so i'd just get rid of it yeah you know have a selection thing and have a you know, I like the skills competition, do the skills competition, do the selection thing and show everybody and then leave it at that and stop playing the stupid game. Yeah, maybe we could just, I mean, because don't they have, they have some like a football fest or something that people can go to. So, if you know, it used to be in Hawaii forever, right? The Pro Bowl. And then they moved it. It was in uh, Vegas this year, I think, right? Yeah, it was. But if you could have, you know, like a big fan fest, that people could go to kind of like when the Super Bowl's in your town, you know, 
But you have that and and bring it around to other towns, kind of like the Super Bowl. You know, it so it, it it could come to Minnesota maybe. And you have that selection and those players are there and maybe you tur- turn it into a uh you know a selfie with that player an autograph thing and and you do that and then you because you're right all these guys are too worried about getting hurt and i guess i kind of get it i do i get it it's there's so much money involved right but if you could turn it into some sort of uh fun thing for the for the fans and have those players be able to bring their 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 families with them have a little vacation or something like that i don't know but this farce that it's become has to stop. Let's just admit yeah. it. It's over. Do these players maybe don't know this? Do they take out some kind of insurance policy on themselves when it comes to to health and injuries? Is that I mean is that part of why they're not why the effort really isn't there because they don't want to get hurt and stuff? But I, I, I don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess I've never heard of that. I guess I, I've never heard like you know. Um, Aaron Rodgers has a this much, you know, uh, policy in case he gets hurt. I don't know, but uh, as dangerous as football is, I don't know anybody that that would insure something like that. You know, because right. that's a good point. There's too much. You can sponsor the little blue tent they go under when they get hurt, but uh, other than that, it's probably a bad <laughs> business deal. So EA Sports ran this year's Super Bowl through Madden 22, mm-hmm. and uh, have you heard who the winner is? I've not. It is an upset. Really? Bengals winning. Bengals win 24-21 over the Rams. The game predicting, Joe Burrow is your Super Bowl MVP. Well, yeah, who else would have been the Right. Right. (laughs) Joe Cool, too, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would make him the first quarterback to ever win a Heisman, a college football national championship, and a Super Bowl. Think about that. First quarterback wow. ever do that. That's a <laughs> pretty good resume. Now, before you all take your life savings, <laughs> get on whatever website there is for you to bet your, your life savings, all $45 of it. Um, keep in mind that the simulated championship game has only picked five of the last 10 winners of the real game. So that's a coin flip. All right. Don't get too right. crazy. On the whole uh, Cincinnati Bengals thing. Well, thank God we've got football because we really have no baseball to talk about. Uh, there's still no um, agreement between owners and, and players. George, what's the latest? What do we know today? Do we see anything positive? The, it, I, it, do, it doesn't look good. It really doesn't. And the players are saying that the deal that they're offering is fair and they don't think there's need for arbitration. Um, I mean, it, yeah. like last week, right? I mean, it was late last week, Greg. You and I had hope, right? Yeah, the owner said, hey, we agree to arbitration. You come to the table. We'll let this guy, this this whoever the arbiter was, you know, binding arbitration, whatever they decide is is the way it'll be. And the players' union said, no, sorry. And if we get to one week from now and they don't have this hashed out, we're looking at a serious potential of delay to the starting Opening day, it, it it could very well look like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spring training for sure. By the fifteenth, if there isn't an agreement, spring training's messed up. Yep. Well, and, pitchers and catchers are due to report next week. Yeah. yeah, and then you get to the end of February, and now the season, the regular season, starts getting messed up. And I saw all these scenarios of 
you know, that what if we miss a month or what if we just do a hundred game season and no. all scenarios just make me sick. No, because it isn't, no. it just isn't a full season. It's just, it's messed up. And then things are goofed up for the year after that, because players, we saw that right during the yeah. pandemic and we had shortened, you know, what, what that one year we had what 2020, we had like a two month season or something. Yeah. That's horrible. I, there's something I, I just, there's something, I don't know if it's just hope, <laughs> Or if I'm, but I, I believe they're going to get this worked out because it would be so devastating to the league and their fan base if they actually have the work stoppage affect the beginning of the season. I just can't imagine they're going to let it go that far. But this has become so personal between the two sides. I just yeah. think this giant pissing match and nobody wants to blink. Nobody yeah, wants you, to be the one that like, well, right. we caved. No. Yeah, when you listen to like Max Scherzer and some of these guys that are representing the players, they they don't look like they're ready. They're in it for the long haul. They really believe in their stance, and I honestly I understand where they're coming from. When you look at the profit margin with some of the owners, but we'll have to see. But I, they want to play ball, but they're they're just taking that hard stance. They're digging in. They're all I think they're already into them coffers, right? Paying five yeah. grand a week or something like that. Is that what the players are getting right now? You you mentioned something about that. Yeah, I think the union there. said we are we are prepared to go the long haul. So I'm like, that's not that's not what we want to hear. No, but I still, I'm just clinging to hope that they're going to get this figured out. They get how much a week? Five. I think grand. five grand. Wow. <laughs> Does that cover their car payments then? Or right, right, <laughs> right. right. Well, wow. bling with that, not not their kind of bling. I guess not, man. I that sounds like these. I don't think the players' me. offers all that bad. I, I, I maybe they will figure this out. I hope so. But I mean, it's but the the actual. I mean that that base that they're looking at and that two year the super two. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's too much to ask. I, I no, think it's just $80,000 apart, I think, but which, but when you add that up over the entire league, it's about $45 million. So right. that, and again, I mean, the Yankees could cover that by themselves. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's where we're at. It's insane. Yeah. And the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And did you hear that when the, uh, CBA ran out when the collective bargaining agreement ran out. When was that? Beginning of January, end of January, something like December that. December 1st. December 1st. You're right. December. Yeah. Then they quit. Because of that, they had to quit drug testing. Yep. So there, it's just a, it's, it's wide open right now. Yeah. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> ain't nobody having you pee in a cup right now. There's no. Blood draws. There's no pee tests. Nothing. No. 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 We'd have to do more to get into a, uh, a concert right now than they'd have to to be a major league player. There's more testing right. for us than oh, there are right now. So what does that look like when all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, we got an agreement. We, you know, we got a report training yeah. in two weeks. Some of these guys are gonna be like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me a little more heads up. My phone goes off the other day and the twins have signed a couple of guys. And I'm like, what? I know what they're going, but yeah, go ahead. They yeah. sound what? How you can't? <laughs> well, yeah, you can sign to players to minor league deals, right? You know how the big thing you keep. Oh, the Twins need a shortstop. We got to have a shortstop. And so, well, they went out and got a shortstop, former number one overall pick, Tim Beck Beckham. <laughs> Tim Beckham. Yeah, Beckham. fifteen years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. So what's Beckham did? Well, he was the first overall pick in the 08 draft, so he's old. His minor league career plagued with a pair, a pair of 50-game suspensions for a drug of abuse. And he didn't make his major league debut until uh, 2013. And then he had an 80-game suspension for violating MLB's performance-enhancing drug policy. So he's old and he's hooked on He's hooked on drugs. That's what I think of Beckham. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Do is, you want this, is this not classic twins, though? So bad. It's exactly what they do every year. I mean, uh, I don't know if they'll make the team. I mean, will he make the team, or is he just some guy to fill in the minors? I, I, I don't know. It just it just got my dander up. That's all. <laughs> oh, they, they, they clickbait you in. Former number one. Oh, who, who did they get? Who did we oh. get? Jeter coming back? Uh, no, it's Beckham. And then I was thinking it was Gordon Beckham, which still wouldn't be good, but at least he doesn't have a drug issue. But no, no, it's not. It's not him. Well, <laughs> let's go back to some positivity. Uh, well, until last night, Minnesota Wild, hottest team in the state. Uh, but then last night they ended up getting uh, blanked by the Jets. Big fights going on on the ice. Uh, Spencey, that. Two fights going on at the same time. That's hockey from when you and I were growing up. Yeah, uh, wasn't that crazy? It sounds like Felino is most likely going to get a suspension for that. Oh no, really? That, for that knee, I don't know if you saw him trying kneeing that guy in the, in, the, in the head and stuff. But so, Ooh, okay, well, we'll maybe find out. I know the league is looking at it. So, but yeah, that was a it was a while had some chances, but Hellebuck, Jesus, he he made some stops last night for for Winnipeg. So yeah. And yeah, I hate, now I, it's busy, right? They're playing all the time now because yeah. they got to make up them games. I hate these all star breaks. I mean, the yeah. while all this momentum and then they're off for a week and now they, they struggle a little bit offensively last night. But yeah, now they play quite a bit here in the next uh, couple of weeks or so. But yeah, they got uh, the Canes. They got to make up that game with the uh, Hurricanes Saturday night at the X. Um, and Dumba's still out. I think he got hurt in a fight recently. And so th- didn't he, that happened to him before too? What, like a really serious, was that? Um, uh, yeah. God, it was like three years ago or something. Remember that it was along the boards too. I, they, yeah. they didn't mention what specifically his upper body injury is for this time around, but I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So we're not going to panic about the wild. I mean, it was one, it was one game. You're right. They're coming off that stupid all-star break. Um, yeah, and, and you know they gave up two goals. What was one an empty netter or no? At the end, yeah, it was one nothing most of the game. So they'll get that offense going again. Uh, meanwhile, how about the Timberwolves? Oh, uh, they've they're outstanding. Another win last night too, and they you know yeah. that's a team that should kill, and they did last night. But God, they're in what the seventh place. I mean, they they have a chance to get all the way up to fourth. I mean, the Utah Utah Jazz. Are only what three games ahead of them in the West, so yeah, they keep this roll going, momentum going. Look out, it's gonna be fun. One of the big differences, I think, is the bench. They have a legit bench now. They've got guys coming off the bench that can actually um, compete, <laughs> and that that's something they haven't had in a long time. So that's huge. And I love Finchie. I just think he's a great coach. How did he finally get through to this team? I know it's some different players than the past, but man, what he's saying to those guys is resonating and you're seeing them respond. And that, that again, hasn't happened. No, I agree with you. And you're right about the bench. I mean, Nas Reed had another nice last night. McDaniel, these guys, they're 
stepped yeah. up. And when they get in to get the playing time, I don't know what he told them. He's like, look, you guys got to step it up for us. And they have. Yeah, big time. Uh, D'Lo, though, um, picked a fight with Wolves fans. Listen to what he had to say in a press conference. Uh, was this Monday? I think Sunday or Monday. I think the energy more than anything, like you said, um, it forces guys to want to, you know, turn their level of competition up and compete. It gets our quiet-ass fans involved as well, too. So I oh. think it's good for us. Oh, yeah. We're quiet-ass fans, you yeah, guys. Man. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of D'Lo's statement? I like it. He's right. You bring the energy. You go to the other stadiums, you know, arenas and stuff. The crowd's into it. Minnesota fans, and maybe because we expect to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Years of losing, decades of losing. Come on. Right. Sit on our hands. But yeah, he's right. And and he wants the fans now to stand up and for the like the first quarter where I, I didn't see us specifically, but I know he wants the fans to stand for a while at the start of the game. Did you see that? He wants them to stand from the time, you know, the introductions and the anthem to the time that the Wolves score their first basket. He wants you yeah. on your feet and cheering. So that's not asking a whole lot. Oh. Man, come on. After decades of this team just just being not just bad, but just, I mean, whatever is whatever the floor is below bad, I mean, that's what the Wolves have been. And it's so, I mean, you got to understand, he's got to understand the history here of these fans, guys our age, sitting in those games going, okay, yeah, you're three, four games above 500. It's a nice team, but you haven't really done anything yet. So just slow your roll. I know that's the way I took it. George, what, how did you take the comments? Well, I, I think that he's probably right, but the problem is the Wolves have been so bad for so long that they really don't have that big of a following yet, and you'll get the bandwagon going if you win because that's right. where a lot of the fans come from, right? Right. They need to create that excitement. They need to get – I can't remember the last time that all three of us came in and they were the first thing that came up in the morning. Yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> it's been a while. Bad. But they need to create that kind of in excitement. Yeah, I get it. And and I don't know. it. I get what he's saying. He's not He's not really trying to insult it. He's trying to inspire us, I think, isn't he? I mean, isn't he trying to say, hey, listen, you know, we're, we're trying, we feed off you. And I think teams do do that. I think teams do feed off crowd noise and, and enthusiasm and excitement. And I think what he's trying to say is, you know, if the, if you guys would bring it more, that would inspire us to play even harder. It's true. I, that, that he has a point in that, in that respect. The thing is, too, with, have you guys been to a Wolves game? How long has it been since either one of you? I was just going to ask you well, that. Woo. Yeah. Been a while. Yeah, me too. 15 plus, probably. They play music during the game now. It's not just on, between whistles, timeouts. There's music and there's sound effects being played during the game. During the really? Game. And that has changed. When hey. I went to the game, I thought it was a mistake. I was like, oh, hey, uh, you know, cut, <laughs> turn that off. Right. And no, they've asked the players around the league and they say, yes, we want the music going during the game. So to even drown that out as a crowd, you really got to be loud because you're competing with that, that constant noise that happens all the time. So yeah, get to a game and, and you'll, uh, you'll check that out. Uh, Anthony Edwards, a huge McDonald's fan. He won't let anything stand in the way of getting some McDonald's, even if it's a conference after a win. Edwards refused to take questions from reporters uh, after Minnesota beat Detroit. 
until he could uh, complete his McDonald's pickup order on his phone so he could grab it on his way home from the arena. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Gonna... Hold on. Big Mac, fries, flurry. All right. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to supersize the fries. Okay. Question. I'll take questions now. Apparently, he's a big fan of the McChicken, I guess. So <laughs> I said an endorsement coming soon, don't you? The spicy one? The spicy one is good. Yeah. Uh, the Timberwolves logo, by the way, ranking number one among all NBA logos. That's a little bit of a shocker. It is a pretty cool logo, and I think we've got good colors. Yeah. Uh, I've never been a fan of the Christmas colors of the wild. I'll be honest. Good logo. Not so big on the colors. Uh, Timberwolves. <laughs> there you go. Old school, isn't it? That's the old school. I like that. Um, yeah. Number one for the, the Timberwolves logo, the Vikings and eh, right in the middle of the pack, number 16 in the NHL. Well, which one is it though? Is it just the little, the little swoop on the side or is it the Viking guy or? Well, better be the Viking guy. Yeah. It gotta be the Viking yeah. guy. Right. Oh um, yeah. The wild number nine in the NHL and the twins. Ooh, not good. Is it the two old guys shaking hands over the river? I like that one, but Number 25 in Major League Baseball for the Twins logo. And the, uh, I've always liked it. Number one. The TT? Is that the TT they're going for? Or is it the, the two? Cause they haven't used the old guys in like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's on some stuff, but yeah. I, I'm not sure which one they're talking about exactly when it comes to the Twins. Cause they, you, they do use several, yeah, uh, logos there. But the number one logo in Major League Sports that comes out of Minnesota. Is your Minnesota United number one in Major League Soccer? I couldn't even tell you what that even looks like. I couldn't draw it if you gave me a hundred bucks. I couldn't. I, I couldn't either. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's super, super good. I'm How probably much not going to buy anything ever that has that on it. Probably not. Right. Maybe yeah, the funny thing is they always talk about how soccer is growing, and I, with a nine-year-old son, and he and his friends could care less. Really. <laughs> They literally have no interest in it. Huh. So uh, speaking of having no interest in things, uh, Winter Olympics, I've not been really tuned in. But starting tomorrow, tomorrow morning, super early, uh, men's hockey in the Winter Olympics and Coach Hastings from MSU uh, Mankato and Nathan Smith will be uh, both featured in that game. I'm excited to watch some men's hockey and we start with China. So I think that's kind of a gimme, right? I hope so. You'd like to believe. Better be <laughs> seven a.m. for that one. Just want to give folks a heads up if they want to see. Man. Well, they I'm sure they'll replay that later in the yeah, day. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you get the whole game in replays later, but uh, I think I saw USA Network. So if you want to set the old DVR for it'll that. be on live tomorrow at seven a.m. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have to remind the whole thing. All right, we got to end with this. Speaking of Olympics, I don't know if you heard this this morning. This is a uh, a flashback here back in 2015. 2015, a, a French skier took a hard shot to an area where you never want to take a shot, hard or otherwise. With the Olympics in full swing, the video now making the rounds again. Listen as this French skier gets hit by one of the, what do they call them, gates? That they have to ski around? Yeah, those uh, skinny pole thingies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he takes one the old twig and berries. And uh, the first sound you'll hear is him reacting to the pain. And then the announcers describing what has happened is 
priceless. the gate to the groin for Yannick Bertrand, and you could hear it. And if you're a man, you could feel it. Wow. Watch this again. Oh, the Frenchman. Oh, monsieur. Wow. The boys took a beating on that one. Mm. That guy needs a hug. That guy needs a hug. <laughs> Don't we all? Oh, man. All right, fellas, we'll fire it up and do it again next week. It's another Ball Guys podcast.